Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. So are we doing everything we can to make music income? I mean, I know you may be focusing on making stock music and breaking into Motion Array or Artlist, or you might be focused on getting music into TV and film and advertising via sync, or you might be focused on getting all your music to Spotify and playing that DSP game and the Spotify for Artists game and building that. Or maybe you're making beats uh, or video game music or running video channels to promote your music and on and on. But what if for every song you did everything? Welcome to the Make Music Income podcast. My name is Eric Copeland of MakeMusicIncome.com and I am here with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and we are going to be talking about this today. Now, those of you making a good living, focusing on one or a few of those things, Maybe set. And like if you're a trailer composer, and that's, that's a lot of work. Maybe that's all you do and you're focused on that one thing, and that's fine. Or maybe you're a teacher and that's your main focus or something. Mm-hmm. And you can't imagine adding anything else to your schedule, but what if you could? Well, what if you could? What if you, or I used to watch a show where the, it, was, it was Rob Lowe started it and he was a lawyer and he was an actor. And they would say, you can't just be an actor and also then come, that plays a lawyer and then come in and actually be a lawyer. And he goes, but what if you could? And he would say that to every question. It would just make everybody so mad. Um, What if you are a bit slower and struggle to produce just one song at a time? Well, that strategy uh, we're kind of going to talk about today. And this might help you with that strategy and uh, just see what you think about this. But first, here's my friend Steve. And he is way too busy to do all the music things, but he still tries his little heart well, out. <laughs> I try, you know, I try. I do the best I can. I'm re- I got a little checklist ready for today's podcast. I'm like, what oh, is? Our, what are all the things that I can do for one song? I know there's a lot more than what I currently do, uh, which is a lot. But you know, like you said, it's probably not enough. In some sense, I could be doing better. We could all always be doing better. Um, yeah. I could always be, uh, you know, better at managing my time. That's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you know what? I'm not as busy as I was the last time I, I I spoke to you. I think last time we chatted, I was a bit stressed out because I was about to head out to do a wedding gig, uh, which I did yeah. last weekend, and it all went really, really well. And um, I I took a few extra days out um, out in the in the country. We we rent rented a a little cabin. Um, my wife and I and uh, and the band. Uh, and we just relaxed for a couple of days, and it was beautiful. Um, <clears throat> stayed by a lake, rented a boat, got out in the lake, did some swimming. Nice. Just relaxed, man, you know. And I feel so much better uh, now that I'm back. And you know what? The summer craziness is dying down a little bit. So I'm really looking forward to September. I'm looking forward to getting getting things done. Um, and uh, man, I got yeah a, a lot of great content up ahead for the YouTube channel for the Production Music Academy. I just released my uh, Synthwave course today. Uh, just went live this morning. And nice. um, yeah, I got a new Synthwave track that was approved on Motion Array uh, today. That was the same Great. track for the course. Um, and uh, you know what? Uh, I just 
checked in with TikTok. I don't look at TikTok very often, but I've been trying to, I don't know if you noticed, I'm trying to like be a little bit more consistent with my social media presence lately. I've been trying to make shorts, like little, you know, reels and stuff for Instagram and that kind of thing. And right. if um, I'm in them, I'm putting them on my stories. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing them. So. Yeah. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to get better. I'm trying to get more consistent. Um, I've been having, I mean, really struggling with that this year. And uh, I've been noticing a difference, you know, I've been noticing a difference. Uh, the, the TikTok followers are going up and I'm having fun making the content too. So it's, it's cool. I'm hoping that I it don't will mind translating that too. content. I like doing that too, but I just, yeah. I've totally failed at it last week and I haven't got to it this week because I've been so, and this might again be trying in trying to put too much stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Not being able to do those. I still have a question if TikTok and Instagram, the move, what needle they move. Yeah, we'll see. It, it remains to be seen. Um, I think it, the, the potential is there for it. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to do it. And I'm trying to have, I'm just trying to embrace it because I think what stopped me from getting consistent about it before is just the idea that it's like too much work. It's too much hassle. Um, I'm just trying to get quick with it. Spend like half an hour getting content ready for the week uh, or just for a couple posts. And, you know, not trying to, I'm not, I'm trying to not overthink it. That's my, um, mm -hmm. my whole thing right now. So anyway, uh, I have noticed an increase in followers on, on TikTok uh, for, for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, man, I don't know. I'm writing a ton of new music this month. That's my goal. Um, since, uh, you know, I'm not having to go out of town uh, or do things every weekend, I uh, have a little bit more time on my hands. So, uh, yeah, I'm focused on that. Uh, I have more gigs coming up in September, but they're all in town. Um, and uh, that's uh, pretty much it. I had I just got to, uh, another top 20 month on Motion Array. So it's still um, mm. doing well for me. I'm really grateful for that. And, um, yeah, I got a, I'm starting a new project with Artlist uh, this month. I think it's like... I don't really know much about it because I, I haven't been actually sent the, the the official brief yet for it, but um, or the production guide for it. But it's uh, I think my the the music manager said it was going to be like dark, chill wave or something like that. So I'm not really sure what to expect, but I'm excited to start it. I'm glad they don't um, get me writing the exact same thing every time. It's something new every yeah, time. I'm like, cool. It's cool. It's a challenge. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's about it for me, man. Could I let's let's before I start my update, could we talk about motion array for just a second? And because yeah. uh, I'm I'm moving part of what I'm going to talk about is a lot of the music that I'm making over the rest of this year. But, you know, none of it, I don't think is going to move the needle for my account on motion array. And one thing it might be interesting to do a show on sometime is talking about and I don't know how how much you want to share income like your artless video where it was very like income sharing if you want to share like 2022 motion array like income and and why you saw great big months i think people need to know that those months exist for some people mm -hmm. and then i could talk about mine because i'm thinking about other than the music i want to do which is halloween christmas i'll get to that in a minute but i want to do one killer corporate slash up-tempo thing to move the needle at motion array but my question is am i too pigeonholed already and uh so this might be a whole podcast topic for us to do to talk about the difference between the way i do it and maybe other people do it and the way you do it and other people do it who are making more who aren't putting up anything they want they're putting up focused stuff that they know will do well and is your channel is your persona at motion array already uh like set for that versus mine which they know is all these other things and so are they 
do you think it's possible that they might be more uh, inclined to put up people who are usually making a certain genre mm -hmm. and they know that's going to work versus a person who just says, I'm going to make a genre tune like that along with all the other genres that I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, it's definitely a it's definitely a, a worthy uh, topic of discussion for for like yeah. a whole episode. Um, yeah, there's so much to say about it, and I don't really, you know, and like in terms of what's going on behind the scenes there, I, I, I don't know. Well, um, I'm just saying maybe we find some other examples, some other people mm -hmm. who are who are making a because I know how much I make, which is in the low hundreds, and I know how much you make, and you could look at your average and say, okay, my average for the year is around this every month. Mm -hmm. uh, or you know, or you don't have to say a number. You could say mid thousand, mid thousand, or whatever it is. You could say that, or maybe it's just a thousand, or whatever it is. You could you could just give a kind of a nebulous number, and we could find a few other people, yeah, um, and, and get there a few other people who are making. Maybe we could just find like people barely making a hundred bucks, people making only about you know. Uh, five hundred bucks. Maybe mm -hmm. people make a thousand. Maybe people make fifteen hundred. Maybe two thousand. As far as average, and find out. Look at the styles they're doing, and uh, and their background. That just might be an interesting topic. I think that would be an interesting topic. We could do that next episode if you want. Um, it actually Especially since it'd be on your channel and you're you're killing it there, so it'd be good to. Yeah, I, I'm down to talk about it more, and it, it's. Uh, I think it's you know it's one of these libraries that's interesting to a lot of people just because it is uh, still paying out some significant amount of money to, to certain people. Um, to and certain people. and I, certainly, I certainly don't have uh, uh, any qualms about, about talking about the, the income that I make there. Um, we, could, uh, we could definitely dive further into it on the, next, uh, on the next podcast episode. That'd be great. All right. So let me talk about what I've been doing uh, this week besides clients and teaching and uh, online and off teaching. I've, I've, I did three videos last week. I've done two videos this week. Um, on a roll. And yeah, well, I just, I, I just feel like that the, the YouTube channel is, I, I am not someone like yourself or Dave or people who are running communities. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's a community. I, I have the discourse yeah. and uh, although that you, you started that, but, um, you know, we have the discord, but I, I just, um, I think I'm just going to do a different thing where I, I just provide a lot of content and then uh, the ebook thing or possibly courses. But I just that's going to be my way to to kind of to go with my channel. Totally. But it require I, I really want to grow it and I'm serious about growing it and it's growing fast. It's still growing fast. Mm -hmm. It's still growing at a rate of about 10 percent per month. And so um, I want I want that to continue. I want to. I want to reach out to bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger YouTubers to grow this because, you know, um, this brand is so wide. The whole income thing is mm -hmm. such a, that's why I started it. I didn't want it to be just licensing, you know, sync licensing and stuff, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, you know, Dave should focus on that because he teaches it and he does it, you know, yeah. uh, as far as, and, and specifically cues for television, yeah, you know, yeah. and things like that. He's got a specific genre he pitches to. And, and you're you're really tied into a certain a few things that you do but i you know mine is all over the place kind of on purpose and so that just makes sense for me to do but all that being said i want to grow the channel and i've been working on it but um i delivered the country album to my uh, bmg library this week i just sent the drop boxes this morning nice. and i'm trying to figure out what's next what he wants for me next he had talked about pop christmas but it's september now 
So we might be a little late for uh, Christmas tunes at this time. I'd kind of rather do something like jazz Christmas or more Halloween slash Christmas stuff like I did last year. I've got some ideas for some some vocal Halloween Christmas, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas type stuff. Yeah. That's for dark Christmas movies, dark Christmas TV shows, you know, where the, they're Christmas carols, but they're in minor keys and things like that. Yeah, I like know? that so, stuff. <laughs> uh, so and, and to be honest, that one that I did of Jingle Bells last year, it's called Jingle Scales. It's called March of the Skeletons. <laughs> yeah, Jingle Scales. But uh, that's the one that's on that that YouTube video that's getting almost right. almost heading towards a million uh, views and making me fifty bucks a month. Although, right, they uh, content I uh, identify has been pretty slow with the June. Yeah, number. I was going to ask you about that. I'd be like, I'd be checking in every now and then. I'm just like, when are they going to post June? It's September first, and we haven't seen. I know June what's going yet. on. I don't yeah, understand. I don't know. So anyway, because um, I'd really like to know because that that helps the month, uh, the overall month. I know. Uh, but, I can't wait to see it. So, uh, like I said, I think besides doing that new holiday music that I want to just jump into, I love Halloween music and I love Christmas music. And so, and, Mm -hmm. and people have been challenging me to do Thanksgiving music, although I don't know what music for Thanksgiving would sound like. Would it be a turkey, uh, a gobbling or something? I don't know. There are. Sure. You can find a turkey sample out there somewhere. Go to, go to freesounds.com and get that turkey. I'll just make sounds of people eating a Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Gross. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I am doing lots of things. And I just did a live video that uh, by the time this airs, will have already been on for a few days called uh, uh, Nine Experiments in September that I'm doing or for September. And uh, so you can look at all those things there. Uh, I'm starting my new book on ebook on sync. I'm uh, sending more songs to distribution. I've, I've got more singles rolling out to Spotify. Nice. More sheet music, more everything. And speaking of more everything, that's really today's topic is how can you do everything? I mean, it's, it's and, and when I say everything, we've done podcasts about this before, but I don't mean everything like you're going to be doing trailers, doing stock music, doing sync licensing, doing live concerts, doing all this kind of stuff. Now, mm-hmm. all that said, you do three or four of those that I just talked about. But at the same time, I'm talking about, especially this goes out to people who are working on one song at a time. Yeah. And they're not cranking out an albums at a time. They're working on a song. Maybe it's taken them two weeks. Maybe it's taken them three weeks. Maybe it takes a, mo- a month to work on a song. Mm-hmm. And taking that one song and then doing all the things that are possible to do with that song. And I have a list and you have a list. Uh, mine kind of just oh. goes. Oh, I don't have a list. I'm going to I'm going to write a list based on on uh, oh, and what okay. you um, what you suggest. And then I'm going to try to think of more things to add to it. OK. Yeah. I'm well, cur- I'm curious um, what your list is. I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably going to learn something here. <laughs> all right. Well, my first part of my list. The first thing is register and i think that is this is the first thing that i do is i send my put my i kind of do it in concert with putting my songs up to uh, libraries but i think the first thing to do is go ahead and register it to your pro unless the only reason you would not register a song to your pro once you've written it and or have it ready is if you are going specifically know you're going to the sync world because in that right. way, I mean, you still can and, and it won't hurt you, but they prefer 
that it not be on there yet so that they can register it themselves and register themselves as publisher. Because when I put a song up of my non-exclusive stuff, I'm going to list my, my publishing company instead yeah. of anybody else's. I'm just going to put me as the writer, me as the publisher. And you could always you could always remove it, theoretically, if you were, you know. Oh, the, well, they can go in and change it. It just takes yeah, more yeah. time uh, for the copyright off, well, not the copyright office, the PRO to do all the machinations. It's sometimes like up, up to a month till you see the change online. Right. And so if you don't put the put it into your PRO and you wait till they do it, it'll go up much faster with you as the writer and them as the publisher. Gotcha. So if you're focused on sync and that's your only focus, then you may not have to worry about this one right away. But I go ahead and just put it on BMI. Just put them up there. It's almost like a bit of copyright uh, to a certain extent. It's a bit of proof of registration of the song that, that you wrote that, that you know, it, 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 the, there's not a copy of it up there. Mm -hmm. To me, putting it up on a Pond 5 and putting it up on Spotify and putting it up on a PRO are all reasonably at the same time kind of like is security because you can always point to both those things. Oh, you're going to argue with BMI, Spotify, and uh, YouTube and uh, Pond 5, as, and you're going to say those are all faked. That's the time I wrote it. That's mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. I did have a long conversation about copyright yesterday with a publisher that will be out coming out uh, next Wednesday as well, I think I hope. And um, we talk a lot about copyright and what it really means, what it means in America at least, but, but at least what it means in general as far as when a song is copyrighted and then how they copyright songs, which I thought was very interesting. You're going to learn how a how a publisher copyrights songs and when they copyright them. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, so add it to a PRO first. Register it to your PRO. Register it with your content ID service after that, whoever if, it is. If you want to take that route. I mean, because content ID is sort route. of a big, a bigger if than PROs, right? Because it's like you are limiting yourself. Um, with content ID, especially with using identify because you're locking yourself into a three-year commitment there. Right. Are there any that we know of that don't lock you in that? Uh, I think song trader can take them down pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah, if you're going down the sync route, then obviously you wouldn't want to register, uh, your stuff with identity. Another thing you may not want to do yeah. if you're going to go down the sync route, if that's your one and only focus. But I have a feeling that people watching this channel are not focused on sync always, probably, not a large, the largest percentage of our audience is is thinking sync only. Yeah, I wonder if you you've put a poll out there on that one, haven't you? Yeah, it'd be good to know. Um, but uh, also um, with identify and address, yes, you are locking yourself into a year to three years with with them. Mm -hmm. Some, but you could also check the content ID box on your uh, distribu distributor. Right. Um, yeah. It costs extra at. Uh, no. Like, yeah, it costs extra kit, at a distro kit. Yeah, yeah. But at, at, at CD Baby, it's just a box you click. But yeah. I don't think they collect much, to be honest with you. They probably now, don't. No. Other people like at AWOL, and uh, they they seem to collect pretty well. But I still think that a company like, if you're into Content ID, and you think that's going to be an income stream, like we decided it was going to be for ours, yeah. then Identify or AdRev or someplace like that, where that it's a, like they're going to go after it like a dog 
want to bone, then I'm going to choose a company like that. So for those of us who are into content ID, you're, you know that you're going to put a lot of non-exclusive music out to places where it might be used on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Then after your PRO, content ID would be next. And then I think you would add it, uh, register it. This isn't registering necessarily, but put it onto your disco or SoundCloud playlist so you yeah. can show it off easily to people, friends, family, fans, industry folks, music libraries, sync agents, publishers. You have a place to show it off. Um, that said, I think if you're going down the Pond 5 route, that's that's not a bad place to show it off. Although you send somebody to Pond 5 and they see your songs on sale for $5, they might not be so impressed. Oh, boy. Well, so if, you send, if you send us, so. yeah, yeah, if you send like a supervisor or something like that, like, you know, like a like your yeah, your you disco your disco playlist five. and they find they yeah then they all see it on pond five they wouldn't be too stoked about that i don't i don't think you know it's like probably not <laughs> so. no, and, and and disco what's great about that is there's no junk soundcloud is fine and i got my first exclusive library through a soundcloud uh email i sent a soundcloud playlist but and, and it's totally acceptable but sound, <clears throat> disco is just way more private way more you can do with it as far as sending it around. And it actually has some discoverability things there uh, for music supervisors and music libraries and things like that. Yeah, so and it doesn't have ad, ads embedded into it. And I mean, I've, nope. I've had a couple of, uh, you know, the uh, Academy members send me um, SoundCloud links for their submissions to the challenges, which is totally fine. Like, I'm, I don't, you know, it's all good. But then sometimes I'm just met with an advertisement, like before I even get to listen to the music, I'm like, damn yeah. you, SoundCloud. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, you know, yeah, I wouldn't, I'd be... I, like you said, it's totally acceptable, right? But I think uh, if I'm sending stuff to music supervisors, it's going to be in a disco playlist. It's, it's not that expensive. I think it's like I paid for the annual uh, thing, and it's, it's pretty reasonable, I think. The only other thing I would add to the register part here is if you are super concerned, and I talked about this in my publishing interview, if you are super concerned about your, your song and someone, quote, unquote, stealing it or taking it or you're scared, copyright it. Cop just I mean, copyright it. I mean, whatever your country uh, does for copyright, do it. If if it, if you're that concerned about it, go mm -hmm. ahead and copyright it and mm -hmm. just register it with your copyright service. And uh, I, I still feel like putting on PRO or Content ID or um, especially up to public places like Spotify or stuff. I think that is. I think that is a good. good it's pretty good way proof to, that you that yeah. you are you're the author. Yeah, it might not be as legally binding as like a cop an actual copyright, but uh, it's pretty good proof. If it was like, I think it wouldn't. Uh, it would stand up in court, but you know, I'm not a lawyer, so. I don't know. But somebody could go in and copyright it before you do. Right, and exactly. And you both have copyrights, and their date is before yours, so it's still a he said, she said thing. So yeah, I just I just wonder about um, the likelihood of those kinds of things. I, I we both they, heard of like crazy, you, you know, well, stories in the like big leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at our, I mean, it's never nothing like that's ever happened to me. But I've we've certainly certainly heard of people talk about this in the Discord, like their material, um, their songs being stolen and registered with content id and uh and and put up on spotify and it's turned into you know a what? big mess it's usually crazy. i had a student come up to me and said hey some one of my songs uh soundcloud told me somebody else had it and i think i told you the story and it turned out that they yeah, were, they were using a loop using the same loop <laughs> yeah. you know from logic that they had just put in that that was basically the whole song so <laughs> yeah. i wonder how many of those things are are S certainly probably lots of situations like that but I think that the, you know, just outright theft of material and like people uploading it to Spotify content, it's probably fairly rare. But I, I uh, you know what? It's never happened to me. 
Uh, hopefully it won't. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, and if it is, we probably wouldn't know it. Probably. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I can't tell where that one play on YouTube came from that I'm making content ID money. I don't know where they got that song. Maybe they stole it. Maybe they. Oh, they, that's right. Yeah, because you didn't. It off. You never put it up on uh, the libraries, no, right? No, I did. I put it on the libraries, but I don't see a sale of that song on oh, the places where I can see sales like Pond5 or Audio Jungle. It has gotten downloads off Motion Array, so it's possible there. Oh, well. It's possible on some other places, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, and so I don't know oh, I see. for yeah. sure. Well, I know who's using Array. it. No, I, I did put it up on Motion Array. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Where. Um, all right, so that's registering. And I think that's the first thing you do if you really want to feel good about securing your song as best you can. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and then the next step is is how is personal preference. The, there's there's two roads that you can go down, and you should go down both, I think, for especially for non-exclusive stuff, distribution and licensing. So let's say you are hot and heavy to get this thing on Motion Array. Most of us are like, I got to get this new song up to Motion Array. I want to get it. I get more stuff up there. I want it to get to Pond Five. Uh, I want to get it to wherever else I put music. And I, and so let's let's we could do licensing first. Okay. So we're talking a non-exclusive song here that you don't plan to put on exclusive licensing. Although as we'll talk about, you can always change that decision with most uh, non-exclusive libraries. Mm -hmm. So you're going to license it to stock music li libraries, starting with Pond Five. If you're if you. I, I mean, if if you're into Pond Five, I know you, that's not your biggest thought uh, as far as you're concerned. But for me, and I think for most uh, people doing stock music, I think Pond Five is a great place to start uh, because it's a great place to copy all the information from once you've put it in there, and it helps you discover keywords and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Motion Array, you have to have all that stuff ready for them. Mm -hmm. So I'll do it in Pond5 first, and then I'll just copy the description and the keywords into Motion Array. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to go in and change it. Motion Array changes all the, that stuff now anyway. But VFine, Motion Elements, all those. VFine now totally does its the new version of VFine totally does all that for you. You just put the song up. There's several of them now that you're putting this music case and different ones that you're putting the song up, and they are they are doing all the descriptions. Yeah, and all gotcha. That yeah motion elements and all those uh audio jungle if you're in audio jungle there's a bit to fill out there song trader all that put it up everywhere add it to song trader for music licensing possibilities uh people do get music licenses and get deals for their songs through song trader and then they have all those monetization options mm -hmm. also if you decide you do want to distribute it you can distribute through song trader and and I, they seem to do a pretty good job of paying i just got a payment the other day and so they seem to pay as well as any distro kid or cd baby yeah right um <clears throat> so that works out pretty well then license license to stock license to song trader license the track to beat stores if you're a beat store person if you think your music and and i think your stuff fits in this category but if, if you think somebody might like to download your song your track and maybe you take out the leads or stuff like that, but they might like to take your track so that they can sing and rap over it and mm -hmm. pay you a license and let you get royalties. Like I, I may have mentioned here, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a, a beat a beat, uh, beat store kind of video here soon, but uh, I heard the president talking. He said, and, and of course he's bragging on his own company, but he said, you know, at any one time, three, three to four out of the time, top 100 songs in the billboard top 100 are from 
uh, beat stars. Yeah, the track is That's from beat crazy. stars because rappers are using that. I know this to be true because every rapper that comes into my class is pulling stuff down from beat stars and rapping over it and saying, "Look what I made." I'm like, "You didn't make anything. All you did was rap over a beat over a track." <laughs> you know, so yeah, you're you rapped good, but you didn't make that track, you know. And so I think uh we could put our things up there, especially the ones that do have kind of a beat to them. They like all sorts of styles up there, not hmm. just hip hop. Hmm. And or they can take your thing and add another hip hop beat to it and then put it out and pay you get paid on the front end for the use, just like a stock library. And you get paid uh, on the back end through royalties because they have to include you in the royalties of the song as a co-writer or as the, you know, as, probably as a co-writer, I think, in those situations. Um, yeah, I don't know how that the, works. I'm so unfamiliar with BeatStars. Is, is, is yeah. Clint Jr. not uh, um, on BeatStars? He, he messes mm -hmm. with that a bit, right? What's yeah, his Anthony experience? Jr., Anthony, he yeah. absolutely does that. Yeah, he, he puts all his beats up there. Right. Anything that is non-exclusive or that he told me in our interview that he does for a client and after the clients, he doesn't let them have it exclusively. He's like, yeah, you can do it, but that's my beat. I'm going to put it wherever else I want it, including licensing, including sync, including other things, you know, and I, I Spotify. Think, yeah, and like you can that. you can up the price for exclusivity, I think, right? Yeah, that's how, how it works. Of or, course. Yeah. Sure. Right. And then if you are into this, this is not something I'm going to do, but you can license if for the the fourth license. First one is stock. Second one is song trader and, and other non-exclusive things like crucial music and things like that. And then you can license to beat stores. And the fourth one is you could license to gaming asset stores like yes. Game Dev Market. Uh, Stephen Malin talks about mm -hmm, and where your music can be used behind game video games people are making mm -hmm. now here's the big problem for us in that especially you and me if you're not a content id person then you can go ahead and do this uh you can do it all day long put your music up there it seems it's it's a strange wild woolly west out there of how people are putting music up there where they're putting up 100 song packs and things like that yeah and, i know the quality is up and down and yeah which way. I, I'm, I'm sure Stephen malenz is good but uh, you know they're a lot of people talking about how bad the quality is at some of these stores. Yeah. But well, then again, I, you can say that about Pond 5. They say, yeah, well, you can make that same argument about Pond 5. Absolutely. But I, it's, it's true, man. I've like, I've looked at, I've, I've searched through game dev market and there's, it is, it is the wild west there, man. I, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. I, I kind of think, and I've, you know, I, I truly can't speak from experience here because I haven't uploaded anything to game dev market, but um, I get the sense that it, if you are like, I don't know if Steve Steve Malin would agree with this, but like I like I have a couple of friends here in Vancouver who are just starting to to get their foot in the door with the game, uh, the the gaming industry, and um, what they've been doing. Rather, the, you know, they've said like, no, we're not messing around with the game dev market thing. It's so oversaturated. And There's Unity like a gazillion the tracks ones. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Unity, and um, the quality is all over the place. You don't make a lot of money. Um, what they've been doing is just going on forums and they're called game jams, right? So like you have all these indie um, game de uh, developers who are, you know, they, they'll get a crew together of people that they meet through these these forums. And uh, a lot of it is just like, you know, it's just free, you know, and like uh, and, and there's no budget. Um, and uh, I have a couple of friends who just started by, you know, uh, introducing themselves on these forums making connections saying hey like you know I, i'm a composer would love to work on a project and uh, they do a couple of free projects and uh, and that turns 
you know, some heads over time, and 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 people are just like, hey, this guy made wrote, write some pretty good music, and and eventually down the road, uh, you know, one one of my close friends here, within a year, he had a he had an offer for a paid project, of, uh, you know, and uh, and and that was how he kind of got started with it. So there's so many indie game developers, right? There's like a lot. It's a really big thing and it's become a lot easier and more accessible to make these kinds of games. And I think that there's not always a lot of budget. There's not always a lot of money flying around in these projects, but I think that that is a great way to kind of get yourself in the door. But I, I don't know if I'm not convinced that uh, going the game dev or the unity route is, is the right, uh, is the right move. What, well, what, did... what you just described about people doing that is what Steve Malin does that as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he does sure. like personal things for clients. Yeah. Right. I, actually, I think that's still his main, it's probably his bread and butter. Is, yeah. Is, I, I would imagine, uh, working for cl clients who employ him yeah. personally. But he also has all these, th and because he does so much, he had all these things sitting around, and he just put out a big, huge pack, a 500-piece. 500. Piece 500. Damn. And they're all individual tunes. I said, are these like stems and stuff? He's like, no. So uh, uh, that's he, a lot. He writes them fast. Maybe they're that's for sure. Maybe they're short. Maybe they're very short. Maybe they're piano things. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's... Another way you can license if you fit into that. I know clients I've had who started in the gaming thing and then came over to stock to right. you know take their game stuff into stock and stuff. And so, um, again, you can. However, the caveat to this is if you are in content ID, you don't want to do this because these people are going to put stuff in games where people are going to live stream themselves playing these games on YouTube and on Twitch. And, and content idea is going to mess them up and then they're going to be mad at you. So this is, I think, a thing if you are really heavily into content ID and sold out to it, and you've just decided I'm doing content ID, then you might want to stay away from the game market because the gamers are going to, to, to live stream them playing these games and then they're going to get strikes or, or claims against their videos, which they're doing their channels to make money. They don't want claims, just like you and I don't want claims on our videos, you know, so. Well, you know, I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, again, it comes back to like, some people just don't care, right? I mean, I, I've, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Synthwave track that I just, um, that I just put up on, like the first Synthwave track that I put up on Motion Array, which did really well, um, Identify tells, showed me like a bunch, you know, some of the videos that has been used at, and, and a couple of them were, were, were streamers, like game streamers. They were, they had it in the background. So they While they were playing video games, and they just they just don't care, you know. So, um, and maybe you make a place on your site that let, makes it easy for people to whitelist. Uh, identify supposedly as a yeah. code, a quick code word that people can type in to 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 get free of that claim. Right. Uh, from what I understand. So anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's license. I want to move on to distribution. We've we've registered the song that we made. We've licensed the song that you made. Now let's and and all of these don't. All of these could all be done in less time than what we've been talking about it. In probably. <laughs> well, yeah, less than an hour, probably. <laughs> so registering and licensing them could all be done in less time than it takes to listen to this podcast. You could be doing it but, while you listen to the podcast. You could, absolutely. <laughs> but um, the next step for me in, in, in doing everything for them is to distribute them now. You've got to get them out into the digital music stores and the beautiful thing about non-exclusive music and in my case, all my sync music is I have the ability to put all of that on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal, YouTube Music, iTunes, these are everywhere. 
Um, I can push the song with Spotify for artists and get it into playlists. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get it into playlists. Mm-hmm. Hit um, what do they call that release? Um, release radar. Ra- release radar. Yeah. And have songs coming out, and so um, it's another episode to talk about how important is uh, Spotify for artists. How important is playing that game to possibly get uh, on a curated playlist versus putting up, you know, because you and I both have so much music that, and and probably a lot of the people listening have so much music. It would probably be easier for me just to put everything out as albums because I could create so much. It'd just be easier to put up a jazz album and a piano album and all that kind of stuff rather than totally. one song at a time every six weeks, which I forget to do. And then it never gets up there. Um, but I'm concerned, you know, we, we, we keep hearing. But if you get on the Spotify for if you get on the Spotify playlist, dude, yeah, well, that's where the money is. It is where the money. I mean, yeah, I haven't hit any yet. I've been I've been. A- uh, applying to all these uh, these playlists like consistently because uh, of the music that I got up on Artlist, uh, they're they're the distributor for it now. But I still get to pitch it, um, uh, yeah. you know. So uh, it hasn't happened for me yet, but I still have maintained you know nearly twenty five hundred monthly monthly listeners for for right. for a long time now, and that is um, you know it's not a big income stream, but it is an income stream. It's still like you Absolutely. know it works out to be. Uh, I don't know, probably like a hundred bucks a month or something. I don't, I don't know. Something around something. It's not, it's not nothing. So I think we should be distributing these songs. There's no reason if you're putting songs on stock music licensing or you're putting them on mid tier libraries and you have the ability to put them up there, you Mm -hmm. should put them up there Totally. because if they're being used on anything and somebody shazams it and listens to it, they might want to go to Spotify and listen to it. And the, uh, the, the streaming world is 80, um, 80 plus percent of the way the world listens to music now. And I know it because I teach this, but actually if you look at last year, RIA, the RIAA report of, of uh, record industry in America, at least 80% of 82 or 3% of the music um, absorbed by people and bought by people was on streaming. So you've got to get your stuff on streaming. Hmm. You can develop your own playlist I know a guy who on our Discord talks about how much he makes, uh, on, uh, you know, four or five figures on uh, putting, just developing playlists. Yeah. Most of them are his own songs. Yes. And, uh, Andrew Southworth talks a lot about this too. Uh, yeah. Promoting playlists. He pays to promote mm-hmm. playlists and then he can charge people to be on that playlist because there's enough followers on it that it's like yes. it generates streams, right? So it's a thing. That guy has a full-time job. When does he have time to do all of these things? He must be single. He's got to be single. (laughs) He's got a dog. I know that. (laughs) So um, the the next thing to distribute is put it on YouTube and not just as YouTube music, but make a unique YouTube for the song to feature. And uh, maybe it's an easily made uh, video with a, you know, DistroKid has some ways to make videos. CD Baby has some ways yeah. to make video, or or just a lyric video if it's a song lyric video, or just a bunch of graphics that go along with the song. Um, who is the guy who is on our Discord? It's like O W Synth. Do you know who that? Oh person yeah. Is? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I've I've, I've uh, I don't know if he's in your community or not. We're but, his, we're say, no, he's not. But I think yeah, we're saying his name wrong. Can't remember. I think he's from Europe, but uh, he's yeah. uh, he does well on Motion Array. He like and he, he does well stuff. on. He does pretty well. I know I see his his name on Motion Array all the time, and 
his YouTube channel is getting some some attraction. It's not getting thousands and thousands uh, of of hits, but it's getting hundreds and hundreds on each song. Some so, have a thousand. So I was gonna, yeah, this is the thing I was gonna suggest on the list. If, if but you you've already <clears throat> beat me to it. It was that was putting it up on YouTube. But and I you know some a lot a lot of people ask me whether they think that um, publishing your stock tracks on YouTube is a, is an effective strategy for generating sales on like pond five or audio jungle i would say probably it's like it's not the most effective it doesn't really translate um but i think that you know um with enough time and enough persistence put putting your stuff on youtube as a content id strategy is actually <clears throat> like not a bad idea you know um if you're offering like a free download of it um with the idea that it's going to be you're going to get a claim to use it um that's something that that lester has been doing for quite a while now um, you know, he gets all of uh, most of his uh, his content ID money from people taking the, the the free link on on his YouTube channel. He put puts all his music up there. So yeah, I don't know. That could be uh, it. Could be something. I'm not to even do. sure that uh, my position would not be that it's great for um, getting content ID money or YouTube money. That not, YouTube AdSense money or content ID. No, I don't, I don't even YouTube think AdSense. it's for those two things. Yeah. I mean. I, there are certain guys we know that are on YouTube that are huge audio jungle dudes that yeah, are getting there was a time. hundreds of thousands of plays on their YouTube for their songs. But totally, I think this, I think this distribution thing is not not about even the money you get from Spotify or you get from YouTube or you get from Content ID. I think this distribution thing is about discoverability of your song. Mm-hmm. Um, Spotify alone, by Spotify and YouTube are the top two dis- discoverable ways that people find your music they they search for a song uh, this has never been better illustrated than the song last year that i had by a company who was looking for a song about the great outdoors which i have written a song called the great outdoors as a matter of fact it just got reabsorbed into this country library that i just um sent out mm-hmm. and me and another guy wrote it and they found it by searching spotify and they just typed in the great outdoors because that was the name of their company. Yeah, and they could have done the same thing on YouTube and found the video that we have up of yeah. that, the great outdoors. And they found the song and they loved it and they wanted to use it. And so, to me, the distribution part is more about the discoverability and any money pennies you might make from Spotify or pennies you might make from Content ID on your on your stuff you put up is way secondary to the possibility that somebody might find your song by searching for that particular topic or song or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. because everybody's on Spotify they're being suggested videos all the time on spot I mean on they're you know, on Spotify you're being suggested songs all the time on YouTube you're being suggested videos all the time yeah sometimes they are right on exactly what you want sometimes they're like why would I want to watch that mm-hmm. but that's the discoverability of those two platforms and I think that's why it's important to distribute all your music uh, as much as you can, and I need to do it more as on, well on YouTube, especially. I mean, YouTube is just so discoverable; <clears throat> is is probably the most discoverable, mm-hmm. uh, other than Spotify. But um, yeah, you know, just so so maybe just to touch on the because I don't know if you remember, but I I reached out to you to try to figure out how to claim my uh, my um, 
because like when I distribute music through DistroKid, I, I click on the YouTube music, and so it it goes to YouTube Music. You can search all my all my music, uh, my official releases on YouTube, but it automatically goes. It creates a new channel for you, right? So it creates a topic channel. Um, then you can claim that topic channel as an artist, which I did. So now I have um, a full, together, full control yeah. of like that YouTube channel. So I can add like say if I wanted to like record myself playing a cover. Of a, of a song or whatever, um, you know, I could add that to my official artist channel. So now all the music I distribute through DistroKid goes to that official YouTube artist channel, um, not Stevie B Production Music Academy. It's a totally different account. Um, but yeah, you can do that just so, just for people listening that might be interested in doing that. And Andrew Southworth does this. Uh, he has two channels. Right. Unfortunately, they're both called Andrew Southworth, I think. But, <laughs> but one of them is maybe called Andrew Southworth Music, but it's it's right. his actual music videos. Yeah. It's not talking. It's just the vi- music videos. Yeah. And um, so he is certainly doing this. And, you know, he is – I don't have to tell him any of these things. He's doing them all most He's doing likely. It. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the last thing I have in distribution is uh, one I just started talking about, and that is scoring stuff out and sending it to arrange me to get it on the sheet music stores that are online. Mm-hmm. If this makes sense for your music, for corporate music, it's not going to make sense. For you know, video game <laughs> music, it's probably not going to make sense. But if you are a piano player and you are doing a, uh, either arrangements or you well, are video doing game music, might, your own might things. make sense. Yeah, maybe. But or maybe you're doing a, a string quartet arrangement of a video game song. Right. Of a Nintendo That's what I mean. Song. Yeah. 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 You can actually, with arrangeme.com, which is where I go through now, they're owned by Hal Leonard, which is a longtime mm-hmm. uh, music publisher um, company entity. Yeah. But um, they, uh, you can actually do an arrangement to anything. But you're only going to get paid a few bucks because that, and they will go through and make sure you got the license so you can do a Britney Spears song or a, you know, what, whoever, uh, a Beyonce song or whatever, and do a piano arrangement to yeah. one of their songs and make money. <clears throat> but you can make more money doing your own original stuff. That's w- the money I'm seeing, where I can charge five or six dollars per per piano arrangement mm-hmm. or for this one arrangement I just sent out, which was classical, which was a forty dollar um, sale. Because it was it was for arrangement for classical instruments. It was for cello, and so it was a little bit more official and a little bit more to it because there were four specific players that had scores, and the individual scores came with it as well. So um, you can charge a lot more for that. I don't think this is as much in the discoverability part, but it yeah. is a, another possible income stream. Uh, and something that you can do again it also and i in my video i stress this that it takes some skill to know how to make um you know sheet music because <laughs> yeah. it's not easy even yeah. though logic has a sheet you can literally logic can do it it's just not easy to yeah. do on logic right it takes a lot of messing around you really need something more like sibelius or finale to be able to go in and make uh music but I have a guy who does it for me, and I will also offer it as a, as a service to my clients. So I was just um, going to say, yeah, you can, you, you know, that's the kind of thing I would never <clears throat> want to mess around with myself, myself, because I'm just not that um, familiar with how to with music notation. But I would totally, you know, pay somebody to do that. That would be something that would be aired it out on Fiverr or something. Yeah, exactly, like that. exactly. Okay, so we have <laughs> made a song, we have registered it, we have um, licensed it we have distributed it. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing to do 
is the part that nobody wants to do, and that is to market it. Now, in some in some ways, you might say that putting it on YouTube is marketing it, and and you wouldn't be wrong, but uh, or putting it on your SoundCloud is marketing it. But I'm probably talking more about taking that playlist that you made on Disco or SoundCloud or whatever, or that video that you put on YouTube, and and putting it on social media and starting to make small media of it, or I should say vertical uh, media that you can put on Instagram Reels, you can put on TikTok, you can put on. Um, YouTube shorts totally. and you can cross market across all of those. Um, you can put a link up of the video or SoundCloud on your Facebook page or on your pers- personal Facebook to mm-hmm. send to your friends and family. Uh, now those don't get a lot of reach sometimes because Facebook doesn't like you to leave Facebook. So they don't want you to go to YouTube, but yeah, some people, sometimes you can, or you could load it up directly to Facebook. If it's a video, you can, you yeah, can directly you can, you upload can, the video. That's right. They'll get it'll get a lot more reach that way. A lot more reach, uh, and then of course short short um, minute and a half long. Uh, which one does three minutes? Is it uh, TikTok that does up to oh, three I think minutes? TikTok just expanded it. Yeah, but I can't remember. I think it's, uh, one of them do does three minute minutes now. now. But short vertical video, uh, yeah. anything from you know a few seconds to a minute and a half, uh, and you can. You can release that to Reels. You can release that to TikTok. You can release that to YouTube Shorts, mm. and uh, uh, other places. Facebook has Shorts now. Facebook has Reels because they're owned by you know they own Instagram. So that you could have Facebook Reels. You can have mm. well, I think LinkedIn has vertical video now, and um, and if you're a TikTok uh, a Twitter person, you can uh, put those things on there too, or or put links to the TikToks or your yeah. YouTubes. All that kind of stuff is the marketing stuff I'm talking about. It doesn't require constant maintenance. You may get sucked in. That's not what we're talking about. If you get sucked in, that's your own problem. <laughs> but uh, if you're able to just go in and say, okay, um, I, I, I've done all the licensing stuff. I've put it, I've put it out for distribution. It's, it's, it's going to be debuting on Spotify. Now I'm going to make the, the pieces of, of video that I need to make and put them out on all the channels I'm just going to take the same vertical video and I'm going to put it on every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you can make it on and, and you just make the piece of video and then you can just put it everywhere. You don't have to like yeah. redo it you for every it. service. Yeah. And, and then, and, and you don't sit there and, and, and surf for on TikTok for half an hour before you put it on or after you put it on, you That's the hard put part. it on, you move on to the next one. It, it's not hard for me. I don't, I don't really engage with that that type of media that much mm-hmm. i do on youtube yeah. but i don't on tiktok or reels that much yeah but, i get sucked um, into those youtube shorts <laughs> and i know a lot of people do yeah and and uh but um you can advertise and again our friend andrew southworth and our friend tom dupree they talk about in detail very much detail about how to advertise on uh facebook and on yeah. Uh, instagram yeah if you got the budget to, for it you know 50 100 yeah. bucks a month you can get a lot of reach for your your Absolutely. your content that's for sure you can drive people anywhere yeah. uh, now that's a case where facebook will take you anywhere um they'll, totally. they'll they'll send you to youtube they'll send you to your website they don't care you're paying them yeah so um and and but you using it's smart to use again that tall vertical video as your ad yeah. for getting them there and then you can uh this is something i think is a a gem that uh tamir bubble talked about and 
the probably the way she does the majority of her business. She has an email list of all the people she is connected with, not just uh, on Instagram, not just on Facebook or, or, or certain social medias. She has her own email list of every person that she knows in the industry, every music supervisor, every sync agent, mm-hmm. every one of these people. Mm-hmm. And she is able, when she has a new song out, she's, now she may not have done all these things. <clears throat> I think she actually does this first. This is like her first, one of her first steps because she makes sure that list, she says, guess what? You're going to be the first ones to find out about my newest production every time I, I get it done. Yeah, yeah. And so then she gets the, the opportunity for a music supervisor to say, stop, I want it, you know? And uh, then once it's out on a TV show, that's when she does all these other things as far as putting out for distribution and marketing and all that kind of stuff. Because that's she smart. is smart. She is interested in getting you know, bigger, bigger bucks right up top. She wants a sync fee. She wants uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I don't know if she uses disco, but for, for anyone listening, um, just, a, you know, just a, a, something to know about disco is that you can, it actually has an email, uh, you know, uh, program built into it. I think you have to pay a little extra or whatever, but you can put that, that email list, like you're just talking about, you can put that right into disco and send off that playlist automatically to all your contacts. And it's, that's what I used yep. to do for when I worked for, um, uh, a music label we used to have a big big old list of uh, music supervisors that we would blast out music disco. to and they, they were the first to see it. and you could see who opened it uh, opened it mm-hmm. and you can see who listened to it it's very interesting and they love yeah like you said they love they love disco man well, because it's they just know it's, it's not going to waste their time they're going to yeah. go there it's only thing that to do there is listen and maybe respond but not there's no ads there's no social media there's no yeah, nothing yeah. going on there's no except, other distractions yeah and so it, it is, and they've got a new thing called Discover where you can actually put your music out for people to search when they're searching right. for certain kinds of music and find your music. I, I haven't used it yet, but that's another thing that could be on this list. So uh, gratefully, and, and probably you, you're going to be glad to hear this, but I'm done. Uh, that's the last one that I had. So it's the, but the four major food groups are um, register it. And after you're done making it, of course, register it, distribute it, license it. Those can be in any order and then market it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what you should be doing with every song. I mean, can we all do it for every song? No. Should we or could we? Maybe. Probably. Especially if you if you made an if you make a lot like you and I do, it might be smarter to not get sucked into the playlist to the curated playlist game and put out bunches of music at a time because we make bunches of music at a time that we can put out but at the same time you know you could also play one the one song at a time deal um or if your music doesn't take long to make like uh, my solo piano music or dan barracuda's guitar music he can afford to do a lot of songs a week and pitched a lot of songs to playlists a week and all that kind of stuff because it doesn't take him a month to develop a song it takes him about 20 minutes yeah well you know you, you can do the one song at a time thing and then repackage it and market it as uh, as a bunch of songs you know like that's re, re, repurpose a, the content and by the way if you if you a, if you get through this whole list by the way and the last thing to do uh, is to give yourself a pat on the back because that's a job well done yeah. <laughs> and then as uh who said it in one of my things the other day oh Stephen Tallamy in uh our interview he, he said then stop and get to work on more music yes you know uh that's the that's the very last thing 
after giving yourself a pat on the back. Give stop, yourself a pat on the back, then, a quick and then one, get back to work. Get back to making music now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is probably you know now that I've looked at all this, this probably could make a nice little ebook, free ebook that I, I put out. But um, <clears throat> you know, I do have the fifty ways to make music income thing. But this is more about each. Uh, what you should do with each song or could do mm. with each song mm. and if especially if you are a one song at a time person and you're not you have a job you're approaching this as a part-time type of thing and i'm sure most a lot of people watching this video or listening to this podcast are that person yes then maybe this is a way to kind of like get some rem- momentum going with your music by doing one song at a time because a lot of times we talk about you only have one song at a time and you're just starting. It's going to take a long time to get traction. Well, we talk. We talk about like libraries. yeah. This is a good point because it's like yeah. We we talk about like packaging. You know, uh, like seven, ten, even more songs together to pitch to libraries and stuff like that. And that just takes so much time. You know. So, th- I think the cool thing about this discussion is that is you could follow this. You could write a checklist. I'm going to write a checklist as soon as we're done talking here because this is great. Um, I'm surprised I don't have one. I sent it, but to you, you can in text. Oh, perfect. The entire thing. Perfect. So so try to get as many things as you can off that checklist. And then once, you know, maybe a few months down the road, when you have like seven to tens of these songs together, then, you yeah, repackage that as a, as a you know, as a, as a group of songs or as an album. And then you can pitch that to uh, to, to exclusive or libraries if, if you want to go the sync route or, or wherever. Um, so I still think you can get so much done with just one song at a time uh, rather than just like, doing nothing and and just working on like getting like 10 perfect songs together over the course of like six months like it's not really the most effective way to do it so absolutely well this has been a long one but i hope it's been a helpful one for you and uh everybody just uh, leave any comments on in the youtube uh i will probably premiere this on monday and so if you are in the chat uh make sure you put any any comments in i'm sure you will um but yeah. if you are, you can also put them in the comments uh, below. If you're listening on the podcast, go over to the YouTube channel. This will be on the Make Music Income channel, right? This particular yes. podcast. Yeah, 38. So, um, yeah, so it's my week. So, yeah, put, come over there. Leave any comments you got if you're li- listening to this as a podcast. Um, make sure you also subscribe and be part of both our channels for the, for the video versions of this in case you. Uh, and, I, you know, I use I use YouTube. I've been listening to you and Dave's thing on in the car. It's like a podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, use, <clears throat> I listen to YouTube like uh, without watching the actual video all yeah. the time. I listen to like history podcasts or, and stuff like that just on YouTube. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. And cool. uh, thanks, everybody. And we'll talk more about all this kind of stuff as we go. And maybe we can get into more discussions in the comments and stuff like that. But thanks yeah. for watching this video and hanging out. I hope you've had a nice, lovely beverage while you watched (laughs) and we'll go from there. So (laughs) see you next time. Have a good one guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.